I'm Julie. And together we are Two, two Sober Chicks. Ho, ho, ho. Say it like that. It never sounds like we're sober, does it? <laughs> we're always out of sync. It's the Zoom recording. That's the problem. There's a yes. little bit of a delay. So but on this Zoom recording, Julie and I can see each other, um, but we are only posting the audio to our podcast. And today is our, our so, so sober holiday <laughs> episode. I didn't want it to sound like so-so. It's a so-so oh, yeah. sober holiday, but like ho ho hober holidays. <laughs> yes, like that. So, so sober. <laughs> It's our holiday podcast, y'all. We're having an open house. We posted it on Instagram. So we're going to have listeners call in. Yeah. We're going to chat with them about the holidays and if they find it challenging and some tips. And if they don't find it challenging, we're going to role play a little bit and see how they handle some of the things that people that are in recovery might encounter when they go to holidays where they're not imbibing. Right. Because I know I can remember when that happened and, and um, calling my sponsor beforehand too and saying, what do I do if they ask this? What do I do if they say this? Mm-hmm. So yeah, sometimes we need a little hand-holding in early sobriety. So we might have some fun with that. So we'll see who shows up to our, our, our holiday open house. Um, I had some tips. Um, we've done these before, I think. Um, I think we've done one or two, one for sure. I had some tips too. All right. Um, One of the things I wanted to mention was I heard this from a lady recently. She has her Fab Five list. Um, And I think that was a, there was a, one of the service providers said that you could call anyone for free, any of your Fab Five people for free. Didn't matter where they were in the world. They had this like promotion on. So that's, I think, where she got the idea. But those are people that she calls regularly that when she can't get a hold of her sponsor, she at least has five other numbers at the ready that she can call immediately. So it's a good good idea to have the, uh, you know, a list of people because you're sober isn't every, you're you're sober, your sponsor isn't everything and they should not be the only person that you have in your phone list. That's why the old timers tell us get numbers when you go to meetings. I mean, I was grateful that my first meeting, I had what was my first grand sponsor. She literally grabbed my book and wrote her number in it and her husband's number in it. And that was the first number I ever got. Yeah. Do you have a tip? I do. Um, I am a person that likes to have a drink in my hand. Obvi. I get really upset when I go to a holiday and I'm fancy and I'm dressed up and I'm given like a glass of tap water or it's like, hey, we've got milk and orange juice. So I like to bring my own drinks. I like to bring fizzy lemonade or a non-alcoholic eggnog or even just fizzy water. Like I'll even go as far as bringing limes and lemons. And then I ask to be served them in a nice glass like everyone else. I know for some people having a champagne or a wine glass can be a little triggering. Said first grand sponsor would not have it. You better not even do that in front of her. But I like it. I like to be a part of. So that is one of the things I do is I just BYOB, bring your mm. own beverage, bon alcoholic booze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I love, uh, I love my sparkling drinks and, uh, you know, my fancy drinks. Um, I didn't do anything like de-alcoholized things because yeah, me neither. that's too uh, close for me. If it mm-hmm. smells like it and it tastes like it, I want it to affect me like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So then I'm then I'm trying to be, you know, the old me. I'm trying to be part of the old crowd again. But yeah. um, a fizzy drink in a in a a bubbly in a in a nice fancy glass. I don't see a problem with that for me. But like you said, it all depends on your individual recovery, where you're at today, um, and what may or may not trigger you. If something fancy triggers you, then maybe you want to stick to just a plain old can of Coke. But I could not see Julie with a plain old can of Coke in her hand. Um, wow. I once heard a miraculous story about a girl who had um, collected a whole bunch of numbers all year. She never called a single person all year until the night that she thought about drinking on Christmas. Um, she'd been with her family, she'd had a depressing day, uh, things had not gone well, she'd been around alcohol all day, and so she went home and she tried to call her sponsor and her sponsor didn't answer. And then she pulled out her book with all of these numbers mm. and she started calling people and nobody answered. Phone call after phone call after phone call, nobody answered. Oh, no. So she said to herself, one more call, and that's it. And then I'm going to drink. If the next person doesn't pick up, I'm going to drink. Well, the next person picked up. After several rings, this voice answered. And she said, oh, my God, I'm so glad you answered. My name is so-and-so. I got your number from a meeting. I don't even know which meeting it was, but I'm thinking about drinking tonight. And you were the last phone call I was going to make before I decided to pick up a drink. And the person started to cry on the other end of the line. And then the person said, God works in wonderful and mysterious ways. I've been feeling hopeless and alone and was sitting here contemplating suicide, thinking that God isn't there and no one would miss me. And then you called. Whoa. The two talked for most of the night and about, uh, and both of their devastating and hopeless thoughts had left them by the end of the phone call. So just a, a wonderful, heartwarming story, uh, you know, reminding us that you never know that God works in mysterious ways and you never know whose life you might be affecting when you reach out and ask for help. That's a nice holiday story. We talk about that a lot, right? Um, um, you know, because especially as a new sponsee, what's our thought? Our thought is we're bothering someone. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to intrude. Um, but, you know, I could be having a crazy time um, try with my family and then I get a call from a sponsee and I get to excuse myself and go to a room and get out of self yeah talk to a sponsee and it puts me exactly where I'm supposed to be in the heart of AA uh, reminding me that I can't control other people and their behavior and I don't need to I just need to get through this night sober yeah. <laughs> and carry on right one more night sober yeah I can't tell you how many times I've been in a dark place and I have a sponsee text me and my first response is like, oh, I can't, I don't want to, this is the worst time. How am I gonna not respond to this? Maybe I won't respond to it, maybe they'll go away, maybe I'll tell them I'm busy. And then I take the call or I answer the text and I'm so grateful after because it got me out of that headspace of depression or grief or anxiety or anger or whatever. I'm always, 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 always better for it. Even if I go into it feeling bothered and inconvenienced. Um, another, another good thought around the holiday seasons um, is think about what not drinking for this one night and then tomorrow you'll have one more day of sobriety. What would that one more day of sobriety mean to you? Mean to yeah. your family? Mean to someone that loves you? You know, someone that cares about you? Mean yeah. to you? And 
thinking about if I do drink tonight, how am I going to feel tomorrow? Am I going to wake up on Christmas feeling great? Or am I just going to feel devastated that I've drank again, that I've ruined Christmas, that I have to go all the way back to the beginning, that I embarrassed myself, that I disappointed other people, or now that I'm keeping a secret that I'm not going to tell other people about. Yeah. Oh, our Keep first guest. <laughs> Keep us safe. It's Deanna. <laughs> all right. I'm just looking to see if she's un if she's unmuted. So yeah, bing bong. We should have a doorbell sound effect, but we don't. But bing bong. And we're gonna open up our door to our first guest, which is Deanna. There she is. I'm gonna ask you. Hi. Asking you to unmute, Deanna. Can you unmute for us? Is she frozen? Oh, I think she's frozen. Either that or she's <laughs> smiling for a really long time without blinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you just have to find your unmute button and unmute yourself. We can sing Christmas carols in the meantime. What's your favorite Christmas carol? Uh, I like Good King Wenceslas. <laughs> oh my God, how old are you? Good King Wenceslas without on, on the feast of Stephen. Oh, I see her waving. Yeah, we have movement. Okay, I've asked her to unmute. There she is. Yay, Deanna. You can speak now. You might have to shut off your video. I see that you're in the car. There you go. That's it. Okay, we can hear you. There you go. Yes. Well, I'm not driving, but yes. No, well, that's a good thing. But yeah, because of the Wi-Fi or whatever, the internet connection when you're moving, sometimes it's easier just to shut off your video. So Deanna, welcome to our holiday episode. Thanks for being our very first guest. We have a, we have a question for you. Can you hear us? Oh, Julie, I don't think, I think we're losing her. I think so too. Yeah. Deanna, it was lovely to see your face for three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, we are not hearing you. So we're going to put you back in the waiting room. We'll try again in a little bit, all right? We love you. Okay. I wish I had bells, too. That would be nice. Just all right, let's try the next one bell. here. Oh, we have another one already. Bing bong. Okay. Asking her to unmute. Hopefully her internet connection is better. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, you know your first name? Is that all right? Yes. Hi, Christine. Hi, Christine. How are you? Hello. Good. What part of the country are you calling us from? From Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> Julie's my Canadian friend who has married and moved to the United States, and uh, she's in love with all things America. So you have a transplant right. from there, yes. Yep. <laughs> All right, we have some uh, we have some holiday questions. Julie, do you want to lead us off? Yes. So, how long have you been sober, and what is one tip that you have for getting through the holidays sober as a person in recovery? So, almost six months. Tomorrow will be six <gasps> months. Woo! This is your first sober Christmas. Yes. Ooh. Well, I've done it before, but through AA, yes. Okay. okay. Yes. It'll be a lot easier with support. I can guarantee yes. you that. Yes. All right. Do you have a sober tip or do you want to ask us for sober tips? I would like to ask you for some tips. 
actually. All oh, right. This is good, Lisa, because I can do the role playing with you. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Julie and I thought of this idea where, um, you know, you go to a holiday <laughs> party and uh, the, what's the one of the very first things they ask you is, can I take your coat and what would you like to drink? All right. So Julie, which role do you want to play? Uh, I'll play the person that is um, not in recovery. Okay. All right. So I'm just arriving at your party. Oh my God, it's so good to see you. Oh my God, it's so nice to see you. Let me take your coat. Um, Dave's gonna get you a drink. What do you wanna drink? We have beer, we have red wine. We have these special holiday drinks I make with champagne and cranberry juice. What do you want? Amazing. Can I have a holiday drink without alcohol in it? Oh, you don't drink? Oh, not today. Why? Come on, have fun, just relax. Just one drink won't hurt. Trust me, I'm totally gonna have the best time and you will have an even better time if I don't drink. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Do you have something with uh, maybe a little uh, soda water with a splash of lime and maybe fancy it up with some lemons on the side or a lime, that would be lovely. Okay, Thanks. I'll get on that right now. Okay, so this is gonna happen. <laughs> Whenever you go to a party, I find the first thing people ask you is, what do you want to drink? And they offer you all this array of all these alcoholic beverages, and they never offer you anything non-alcoholic. And then when you ask for something alcoholic, you know, um, they want to know why. Another great thing for someone like myself is um, I say I'm pregnant. That usually, you know, throws a good laugh out there. Uh huh. If you know what Lisa looks like, you know that that's a joke. Breeder. <laughs> yeah, you're a breeder. Um, so telling them I'm pregnant. Yeah. Uh, there are some other tips, though. If you don't want to disclose um, that you're an alcoholic, another thing you can do is um, you can say you're on medication. I've used that one before. I can't. I'm on medication. Because usually people don't pry as to what medication you're on. Um, you know, that's a Allergic. good one. Yeah. Is another one. But most of the people that I hang out with today, they know that I'm a sober person. So they usually have an array of um, nice fizzy drinks for me when I arrive. Christine, so Chris you got muted again. There, Christine, how are you feeling going into the holidays at this point? I'm good for the most part. I mean, it's just going to be my immediate family anyway. And I'm not opposed to saying that I'm not drinking. Um, if somebody asked me, I would just say I'm not drinking right now mm -hmm. or yes, I'm not, I'm pretty much an open book to people. So I'm not opposed to letting them know that I'm just not drinking and being upfront and honest with it. Yeah. Do you have any holiday parties planned or? I do not. Um, I'm just having my mother-in-law yeah. come over. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's current. She's not drinking currently, so that's, that's nice. easy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you have a sober buddy. That's so yes. helpful. Sometimes right. I find, especially in early recovery, for me that was definitely key. I just avoided um, places where there were where they were serving alcohol um, mm -hmm. because I felt that I wasn't strong enough yet in my program to be there uh, and right. to be around the booze. So I think that's a good tip. So right. uh, not going to other people's holiday parties. You know, um, right. I think also too, we have this uh, inflated uh, uh, ego sometimes of ourselves that, you know, what are, what are people gonna say if I don't go? They might not even notice. <laughs> you know? Exactly, life goes on, right? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't revolve around me, <laughs> the world. 
I know as much as we think it uh, think it does. Um, okay, so any other any other thoughts or questions for the holiday? No, I think because I think it's mainly because I'll be with the vacations and off of work, just trying to stay busy. I'm off this week because my business closed for the week. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just staying busy. I'm pretty glad that with meetings, having it on Zoom, with all the meeting rooms doing alcathons and everything, I think that will be beneficial. Um, with the kids home off of school for next week, it will just be trying to think of things to do with them, especially trying to keep them busy and, and myself busy. Yeah, I mean, we can party like kids do, right? Like, mm -hmm. just we don't have to have booze to have a good time. Mm -hmm. um, I just read, um, what's Chris, Kristen Annie Bell? Is that her name? I think that's her name on Instagram. Anyway, she's some celebrity that I follow on Instagram. Oh, Kristen Bell. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she was talking about throwing a birthday party for a friend. And it gave me the impression that they were maybe not drinking because she talked about all the wonderful things they could do uh, without drinking. And they threw a cowboy themed birthday party for their friend for oh, his friend's birthday. So we can do things like that too. I love being a kid again. You know, for me, it's mm -hmm. all about board games, card games, movies, uh, fun activities, tobogganing, snowshoeing, uh, and none of that has to involve booze. Think like a kid, be like a kid, be happy. For our American friends, tobogganing is sledding, like on a sled <laughs> down a hill. That's a Canadian and term. We need some snow here. Yeah. Yet. Christine, I think you brought up a really awesome point. There are tons of alcathons that go on over Christmas, over Boxing Day, which again is a Canadian, I think, in British thing. Um, mm -hmm. It's the 26th of December. And New Year's, like now that we have Zoom, these things are going on all the time and it just takes a quick Google search to pull those up. So that's a really good reminder. Christine, do you have our Alcathon uh, login info for the zoo? I do. I can pull that up. So you can give it a plug right now. That's one of the things that Christine is going to be doing in her six months of sobriety. She's going to be one of the people attending the zoo's Alcathon. And they are, what are they, 24 or 48 hours long? They Christine. are over 48 hours. I believe it's 9 p.m. Eastern time, Christmas Eve until the morning after, so the 26th until that morning after. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so this room is online in a Zoom room put on by the home group, The Zoo, which is a group of people from all over the United States and can Canada and this Canadian. Um, and yeah, we just are gonna host a, an alcathon. There'll be regular meetings, plus there'll be fellowship. So if you're struggling and you wanna join a meeting, go to this link. What is it, Christine? Going to, going to post that it's actually from 9 p.m. Eastern Standard on the 24th till 9 p.m. Eastern Standard on the 26th. And the meeting link, let's see. When you find yourself at a family event and you want to rip your hair out, <laughs> this is a good place to go to just get away from it all. Just log into this. Yeah. Exactly. And the meeting ID is 670. 382735 and the passcode is zoo. Zoo, all right. All lowercase. Well, Christine, we're going to give you your cranberry juice and shoot you on out the door because we've got <laughs> more right, guests great. waiting to come in. But do you want to wish anyone a happy holiday while you're here or just a general 24 to everybody? 
just a general 24. One day at a time, everyone. Have a Thank blessed you. holiday. Thank Thanks you so, so much, much for having me. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Bye. 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 All right. Let's see who else we have in the waiting room. Oh, it's piling up, Julie. I didn't know there'd be a... Bing bong. <laughs> Let's see. We're going to admit Patricia. I'm going to message the other ladies. All right. So Patricia's coming <gasps> in next. We're going to ask her to unmute. I hope it's okay that I said her first name. Um, hi, Patricia. Hi. Can we say, can we use your first name? Is that okay? I just used your first name. I got to be honest. <laughs> you have to unmute yourself. There you go. There you there go. We can hear you. You got it. So is it okay if are we call you? Are unmuted? Yep. Patricia? Tucker. Dude. Okay. Can you hear us all right? Nope. She's muted again. She's muted again. All right. Ask to unmute. Uh, there. There you go. Yeah. We can hear you. Please check your connection or use a different speaker. Why isn't your speaker working? I don't oh. know. They can't hear us. <laughs> I'm going to text her right now. Okay. I'll text her. I've oh. never had trouble before. Where is she? There she is. What if we click that one? Her daughter's with her. Her daughter looks young. So she texts Abby. Oh, there, she heard Can that. Can you hear us now? Yes, we've heard you the whole time. We were hoping <laughs> you'd swear or something. Sorry, we couldn't hear you. Hi, just, you look beautiful. Tennessee is doing you well. You look Lisa, beautiful too. I've never had a chance to meet you one-on-one, -on -one, but I have listened to every single word you have said on two cyber chicks, so. <laughs> well, I apologize. And thanks for sticking around anyway. <laughs> So cute. we're glad to have you here. We're asking people, um, how long have you been sober? If you don't mind sharing that with us and, um, with the holidays coming up, do you have any questions on how to stay sober and survive or do you have any tips for us? But first of all, I just want to say we have a mother daughter sober team right now. So these what? questions are aimed at two. What? It's a sober yes. team. The sober team, nice. sober female team. Okay, can we can we say your daughter's name as well? Is that okay, or do you want initials only? Name is fine. Well, my name is Sarah Ann. I am 23, and I've been sober for about I would say 16, 18 months. Amazing. I kind of lost count after 12. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of us do, and then it's one day at a time, right? We're all in it Absolutely. one day at a time. Absolutely. Even if you're 30 years sober, it's one day at a time. That's how we have to live our lives. That's, That's awesome. And I'm, I'm Trish and my sobriety date is September 9th, 2019. And so I had been sober about a year before um, I was able to see clearer uh, some things that Sarah Ann was going through. And so we feel like everything happens to us for a purpose or we gain something out of our journey in life. And the main thing that I gained was the clarity to be able to see what my daughter was going through and to be sober and present mm -hmm. um, to help her through that. So I have to, you know, every night when I'm thanking God, I 
and I'm thanking for my sobriety. I'm thanking him for clarity. And so that is one of the things that has helped me stay sober, especially during the holidays is uh, number one, your podcasts. Um, Hmm. But number two, being able to just experience the clarity of life. Not always good, you know, things kind of suck from time to time, but being able to be present for it um, has had a, a dramatic impact on my sobriety. That's awesome. Sarah Ann, what's like a tip that you have or a strategy that you have during the holidays when there's like parties and challenges to your sobriety? Yeah, because at 23, uh, I always think uh, for the young people, uh, I hear from them, it's a lot harder because I mean, I hate to use that, oh my God, I sound so old, that phrase peer pressure, but um, (laughs) when you're... There definitely is an element of that. I think getting sober at any age is kind of a process of having to grow up a bit yourself. And while doing that growing up, while I am still physically growing up um, around the people around me who weren't quite in the same mentality was definitely interesting. But um, I definitely have have that sense of clarity that I can see um, in other people's um, kind of mentality and I kind of have to kind of take steps back and realize um it's their journey yeah Uh, having to differentiate my responsibility of telling my story as a sober young adult versus kind of like forcing not forcing but um do you know (laughs) yeah uh rather than being well like she has she has a couple of friends but now she can see yeah I can, I can clearly see the signs and, and yeah. she doesn't want to be preachy but she can see it now with clarity mm. and so she's she's kind of we've talked a lot about mom how do I tell them that um duh you have a problem <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know whereas, what that's tough eh? yeah like, where is that line between helping and having them realize that themselves and not confusing my journey with theirs. Yeah, that's, that's it, hard. It is tough. Sometimes we have to, um, we have to change our friend circle. And uh, at no time in my life did I ever want to hear that, whether I was 20 or whether I was 45, did I ever want to hear that I needed to change my friend circle. It's tough no matter what age you're at. Um, because one of the things that the big book tells us is, Um, And I'm sorry, big book for those of you who might be new to the podcast. It's the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's our text that we use. I get a lot of my answers and my wisdom from that because I have none myself. So it's taken from there. Um, And there's a chapter there called Working with Others. And I think it applies to our friends and our family as well. We can't save people who uh, don't want to be saved. You know, you you can't um, save a a drowning person who, when you throw them the life preserver, they're like, nah, I don't want that. I want something else, (laughs) you know, so, um, and it's not necessarily up to us. But what I can tell you is that by living your best sober life, you are handing them that lifeline by leading by example, probably better than actually telling them anything in person. 
you're living by example. Um, because I know for me, until I was ready, I didn't want to hear from other people that they thought I had a problem. Then I just chose a different friend to hang out with. So, um, but we can do things like um, if they're having, if they're always the party friends, you will automatically choose to hang out with them less. And sometime they might eventually go, hey, Sarah Ann, why don't you hang out with us anymore? And you'd be like, because you're wasted all the time and it's not fun. Yeah. My lifestyle has definitely changed. Do yeah. they know you're in recovery? Yes, um, I have a couple close Perfect. friends, um, and I've I've discussed with them like everything that I went through. Um, I even had the opportunity to go to a rehab facility, and that basically changed my life fundamentally. And I kind of, you know, just taking things that I learned there, using them in my everyday life, just trying to take it day by day. But I could definitely, especially during the holidays, I could not do it without this woman that's sitting right next to me. Aww. I was just going to say the same thing. Another, I think another one of our things, particularly, I, I don't know of any family that doesn't have some tiny bit of dysfunctionality within it during the holiday season. Um, even the best of families. And so as Sarah Ann and I have been through this journey over, I mean, she watched me for a year and then I think we have, especially in these family functions, it's like, hey, I have a sober friend. I have, I have somebody and I think at the last Thanksgiving, Sarah and Ann and I kind of looked at each other and said, mm, let's go hang out on the porch. Yeah. So we picked us a bubbly with some fresh lime and went and hung out on the porch. Yeah. And people were like, oh, where'd they go? And it's, you know, we're good. We're good out here by there's, ourselves. Talking there's about a great it. new Canadian drink. If you guys ever hear of it, I don't know if it's available in the States, but I found that it's called Sap Sucker. I like it because of the name because it sounds silly and it's alliteration. I love alliteration, sap sucker, and it's made with maple syrup. Ooh. <laughs> like a real thing. It's not like from the movie Elf where he likes maple syrup on everything. It's actually a real drink of soda water and maple syrup. And um, yeah, so that's something that I've tried. Bubbly is another one. Um, just Can you imagine going to a holiday party? You know how like the maple syrup comes in those glass bottles and but for like the little hook on the end, it looks like booze. Can yeah. you imagine going to a holiday party with your maple <laughs> syrup and being like, no, I'm good. I have my drink. Yes. Well, I like Lisa, it. Lisa, you had mentioned in one of your podcasts, I said I've listened to all of them, um, about the amazing mocktails that you had at your wedding. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my clients is actually opening a craft bar, something, something. Yeah. And I am working with their head chef right. to create a menu of mocktails. Nice. So that people that don't drink when they go to this craft brewery. And so I get to taste test all of the mocktails and, um, but I had proposed it to him as, nice. you know what, not, not everybody, you know, wants to have a drink. No, so, as alcoholics, we just think that. We just yeah. think everyone else wants to drink like we wanted to drink. Right. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I got Thanks a suggestion. So Marshall's maple syrup merriment. How's that? I want to drink Marshall's maple syrup merriment. <laughs> Work on that for me. It was well, so good to see you too. Thank yeah. you for being here. We love you. Merry Christmas. 
Thank you so much. I know we yeah. both love hearing this podcast. Well, this and was, it's an yeah, inspiration. This, this, the, yeah, the young this, person this podcast, in the- um, this podcast truly saved us, especially during COVID when we couldn't go to meetings and um, a lot of us were sequestered alone and having you two amazing ladies in my ear all the time um, was fabulous. And I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, I think we're both just very grateful and just thrilled to be a part of this. And I'm so looking forward to all the future podcasts. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our very first, you know, holiday party version of our podcast where we actually figured out how to have guests. So this is very exciting. And we'll see you all next year. That sounds great. I hope you come back. All right. You can hang out in the room if you want. I'm just going to mute you guys or you can go on your merry way with your cranberry cocktails. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you. God bless you. you guys. Stay safe and stay sober. All right, moving on over to the next guest in the room. Bing bong, who's our next guest? Sandra. How are you, Sandra? Hello, hello. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. This is is actually one of the ladies from the zoo as well. We have a lot of people from the zoo dropping in. I see Catherine's in our waiting room as well today. We've already heard from Christine. By the way, if you are listening to us, this is Julie and Lisa on Two Sober Chicks. And we are inviting anybody to drop into the zoo's Alcathon. So write down this Zoom code. It's an ID code that you won't want to lose. Uh, and I'll give you the password as well. They're doing a 48-hour alkathon with meetings and with fellowship. And uh, we just want everybody to drop in and come celebrate with us over Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and also New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And Sandra is going to be my lovely co-host on New Year's Day, uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Time. It's 670-382-735. And the password is the zoo. All right, Sandra, we are asking people some questions. Julie, do you want to lead us off? Sandra, how long have you been sober? And if you have any challenges over the holidays, being a sober person or any tips you can um, offer? All right, so I'm going to be celebrating my 90 days of sobriety tomorrow. Tomorrow, not there yet, but I am on my way. Hopefully I'll make it, but I I think I have a really good chance at this point. So yes, I think it's going to go well, but um, yes. So this is how um, it's going to be for me. Um, The holidays is going to be very critical for me just because it's the first, it's going to be the first sober holidays and uh, it's not going to be easy, but um, I thought I'm going to go with a strategy. My strategy is attack is the best form of defense so i'm on the attack i'm attacking this (laughs) i am calling myself out so i go to meetings and i let everybody know which days are my most critical ones so mine are let me put it on the podcast as well this is my form of attack mine is christmas eve and new year's eve Mm -hmm. i do not know how that's gonna go it's scary yes it's a huge challenge So another form of my attack is that I rigorously increase the contacts on my phone. So I add all these phone numbers that I'm collecting and I'm reaching out to people. And I do that already because I don't want to be the 
Christmas Eve person calling you on your phone. You've never heard of me before. So I want to make sure at least we've had at least one conversation before. So you know who I am and you will remember, oh, this is the one who's going to be, I've got to be watching out for like Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. That's how I'm trying to prepare myself for this war zone of the holidays. And um, the other thing, obviously, I go to meetings, um, literature, I work with other people. So getting that input and hearing about the experiences of others who are more experienced than me, who have um, longer time of sobriety. Some of them have very long time of sobriety. I asked them how it went for them. And everybody has been very helpful in giving me advice. So I'm going to stand on that. And that's how I'm going to go to war. So let's see. <laughs> That's good. That's a, some really great tips in there. I love that she's reaching out ahead of the holidays, mm -hmm. you know, so people don't look at this number and go, who's that? And then don't answer it. Mm -hmm. um, we told a story earlier before you guys joined us about uh, a lady who had been collecting numbers all year. And then it was Christmas that she needed to reach people. And she started going through her list and she wasn't able to get anybody to pick up for the first like 12 people. And eventually somebody did. And the person that she reached was actually somebody also in need of hearing from someone. So it was this amazing turn of events and a gift that gave back to both of them. So I love that. Um, I love that you are staying close to um, meetings as well. And uh, staying close to your sponsor is always a good thing. Who expects to hear from you on the holidays? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> And I forgot to mention something you already mentioned is the Alcathon. So obviously I was, I, I actually was the first person to sign up. As soon as I heard about this opportunity, I jumped on it. Mm -hmm. That's another form of my attack. So even though I had never hosted a meeting before, I thought, oh, here it is. This is my opportunity. So I hosted already uh, for Thanksgiving and I'm going to be hosting uh, at Christmas and I'm going to be hosting uh, New Year's because now um, I have this goal of getting to this this meeting that I have to host, there is accountability involved, there's responsibility involved. And while it might be easy for me sometimes to let myself down, um, I don't let others down easily. I know that. So that's what I'm working on here. All that's right. such a smart strategy. Sign up for service. I never even thought about that one. Yeah. Well, and that's what the Alcathon is all about, right? It's people, we need hosts. And so it is a way to do service because now we're not at brick and mortar meetings anymore in a lot of the countries, a lot of places around the world are still doing online meetings. And so how can you do service while well, hosting, co-hosting, running the tech behind a meeting, that's service. And we definitely need people there. So good job. Um, you might be able to tell from Sandra's accent that she has a German background. And she was Ooh. telling me that um, in all of their baking and all of their food, there's always liquor and liqueur mm. so this thanksgiving you made your first ever sauce without yeah, it didn't work out well but <laughs> i know it's okay it's okay it's time to change up some recipes here yeah the um, important thing is you tried i love yeah, that you yeah. just were like okay i'm gonna try I find that subbing in some kind of vinegar, balsamic sometimes like is too sweet. I'll use like white balsamic or something like that. It goes a long way with like a broth because I too, like I used to make goodness stew and then there's always red wine when you make beef stew and there's white, there's but penela vodka. Like how do you get around it? There's some really great options. Find other recipes. That's how I get around it. 
Yeah, exactly. That's probably going to be the alternative because I tried that one, didn't work out. So mm, yes. you just can't make a port wine sauce without the port wine. That's just period. That is <laughs> period true. right there. And if you're wondering how she's doing so good in early sobriety, it's because she's worked the steps very hard and she's completed all 12 steps uh, in her first couple of months of sobriety. That's and amazing. Uh, and what we continue to do is we continue to work the steps every single day, right? Absolutely. They're a part of our life. So there's awesome. no reason why you can't get through them quickly because these are the steps that we use to gauge our life and to learn how to live life on life's terms. We can't do that unless we've read the manual. So we're gonna struggle unless we've read the manual. So let's get into that manual, let's read it. Um, so Which Sandra's available to sponsor people now and I have her number. If you want, <laughs> um, giving it out at the end of the podcast. And we know that coming reading manuals comes easy to women, but men, you can do it too. <laughs> yeah. This is it's just like a map. You've got to read it and follow the instructions. Absolutely. For help. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, yeah. What's your favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song. Um, yeah, favorite holiday song. It's funny because German Christmas songs are always so sad. They're so oh. sad. And where I live, that's why they drink. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and where I live now, there's a large Latin community and those Latin Christmas songs are so joyful. So I'll take any of them any over of the German Christmas songs because there's so much more joy in it. It's just very, they're very vibrant, very yeah, lively. I like that a lot. So Feliz Navidad. Do, 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 do. I know what you mean. <laughs> yes. Before you guys showed up, I made her sing Good King Wenceslas to me. Wenceslas, <laughs> Wenceslas, Wenceslas. That one. <laughs> That one. I forgot to ask you guys. I'm going to ask you to unmute, Trish. What was your favorite holiday song, Trish? Um, mine's got to be All Holy Night. Mm -hmm. Totally Lovely. agreed. All right, Sarah Ann, <laughs> do you have a one? I think mine had would have to be Mary. Did you know? Mary, oh, did you that's know? not a very common one. That's very good. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. I love um, the pentatonics version. The way they do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, everybody loves the pentatonics. I love um, <laughs> Little Drummer Boy, but the old Bing Crosby, David Bowie cross mix. That's what yeah. I'm Yeah. So let's, uh, let's ask Catherine. She's another guest in the waiting room. Um, I'm waiting to see if our Zoom is going to crash here because it says I have five minutes left until I upgrade. Look at you. You look like a Canadian with your toque on, eh? Yes. Yes. Oh, is my it, gosh. I cool? learned toque from our neighbor. They taught me that. Right. It's Canadian yeah. thing. What do you guys yeah. call them? A fuzzy hat? What is <laughs> uh well I just love hats. What do I call them? I don't know, a hat? A winter hat? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be the most boring guest you have. Every <laughs> answer you'll be like, oh, that was quite dull. A Not hat. Likely. But Our... with a pom pom, anything with a pom pom, I'm game. You're game. Yes. And you're actually from... is is Lenny on here? He's not. He's not yet, but he's coming at, at two o'clock. I sent him a hat with a huge pom-pom. I'm gonna Aww. hold him to it. So he's Lenny, never gonna wear it. Lenny is another guy from the online meeting, The Zoo, who I've met. I met all these great Americans, Julie, in this meeting called The Zoo Online. And it really is a great family. Um, and they're the ones who are doing the Alcathon. And Lenny is, my brother from another mother. He's a guy from the Bronx and you and I have interviewed him before and he's hilarious and he's salty mm -hmm. and he's crusty. 
and he's old school yeah. and I love him for it. So, you know, when I want the honest truth or as Lenny puts it, English, um, he talks English to me so that I'll understand. That's his term for straight talk. I go to Lenny and he will give me the straight goods. So Catherine, what's your favorite holiday song? Gosh, I, you know, I have children and I realized I have the hardest time answering favorites. I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like, ooh, I don't know, because I'll tell an answer and then all day I'll be ruminating. Was that the right answer? No, I really like this song. So I guess it would be First one that comes to mind. Oh, yeah. well, you see, for instance, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. When they ask me, what will I say? I don't know, I don't know. Um, but, oh, holy night, you know, really? Yes. When I'm at, so I go to church and like they turn off all the lights and we hold the candle. That song does bring me to tears, you know, and how quickly I forget because I couldn't think of a song. And when they said it, I, I have such lipstick envy right now. Your <gasps> lipstick is just like, I need to go put on red, like, ooh. And it matches my nails. I am yeah, sweater. Like, what my ugly sweater filter? Oh, Look at this sweater, man. girls. Back it up. Julie is wearing what she calls an ugly sweater, and only Julie could make an ugly sweater <laughs> look delicious. You know, um, uh, it is like yeah. goes down to her, just above her knees. It looks like a dress, and so she's actually yeah. going to wear it to all her holiday parties, and it's not ugly at all. And it's no. not a filter. She just looks that way. No, the nails, the lipstick, the sweater. It's fabulous like, my friend I very love festive <laughs> very festive thank you you guys see her she's back here behind me on my it's in my friend's frame there's where when is that from that is from a church we went to church together and we took a picture there and I didn't Aww. burst into flames that was good. <laughs> That was a good experience. That was pretty amazing. I was worried about that. We all, I noticed my friends kind of took two steps. Wouldn't we all be bursting into flames? Well, me especially, Catherine. Me especially. (laughs) No, no. I don't believe you. (laughs) I'm going to say no. So, Catherine, do you want to tell us your sober date or how long you've been sober and a tip that you have been given or used for staying sober this coming holiday? Sure. Um, So almost three years um so my sober i'll have three years january 10th and my tip is this um my husband's best friend came out to visit us three years ago and we knew he had a drinking problem but he was horrendous Mm -hmm. including just like invading our marriage however you want to imagine that going repeatedly you know where it's just like incestual at that point you know but the biggest letdown you know a person you love so much i have to say though that is what brought me to aa because i was such a drunk and could not you know like all of our story could not quit it and i was demoralized and to be around him and be around like family experience, experiencing drunkenness and the violations was to me looking in a mirror. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And um, so my advice is that, you know, I, I, I feel like I have drunk dar. <laughs> like when I'm in the supermarket or even I was at the gas station, it's like 8.30 a.m. I'm grabbing a coffee, a donut for my child, and this guy's buying all these bottles, the little bottles. And I don't know, just reaching out eye to eye, good morning, finding the alcoholics and comforting them because alcoholism is dark, you know, and I feel like it's easy as a drunk, former drunk, hopefully never again, Lord willing, I, I feel like I see them and to reach out to them with eye contact, greetings to me matters a lot. Yeah. Um, greeting the acknowledging them and the pain that is taken over probably to full-scale addiction is something that I feel like there aren't words mm -hmm. but there is love by you know gesture of being mm -hmm. and presence together so compassion um the other thing I'd say I wouldn't do I, I loved um I think just trying new things is important and figuring out what are my traditions. My family didn't grow up with any, they were awful. It was stressful. You know, I tried one year to fry a turkey, which I had some grandiose notion that that would be cool, you know, bought a air. And it was disgusting, like all that oil left over. I wouldn't do it again, I don't think, but to try different recipes, like, Sandra said, figure out new ways, be a queen of reinvention, you know, is like really in sobriety. That is kind of a huge thing on my mind is, you know, there's the basis of you, me, Julie, and then we get to reinvent and be creative and artistic and um, give it up to our higher power and see where it takes us in that experience. So um, we're gonna hike have a fire, s'mores probably, yeah, nice. but uh, maybe get Chinese. You know, just for me, I have got to keep it easy. I really do. Mm -hmm. And just enjoy because I, I can't have it in any other way at this point. I can't. I love that Queens of Reinvention. Like, I don't think it, they use this specific language in the big book, but, big book, but we're co-creators with God. We can literally reinvent whatever we want at any time with our higher power. Yes, Including absolutely. Ourselves. And it's just so inspirational to even think about, you know, we can think about, oh, I can't drink. I can't drink. Or, you know, I can't let this character defect. I can't let out this one. Well, it's there. It's there. So what will I, for me, you know, what will help me take wings? What, what will, what inspires me? And it takes, that takes work to think about what will make me soar in this regard and, and not. So I, I don't like wrapping gifts. I had the best time wrapping gifts really specially. Um, and just ended up really enjoying it, but procrastinated as long as I could and uh, mm -hmm. here I am so I even you know it's simple things like Julie I don't know you otherwise I, I really appreciate you you would have gotten a Christmas card I don't have a perfect family we've adopted two kids had a surprise 
And our home is often a shit show. It just is. And I've put off, you know, I'm a teacher and I have these families at this great private school that are like the coolest Martha Stewart, you know, um, just earthy, brilliant doc, just like amazing, intact families where I think I would like to be a part of your family. However, so I know our families has special needs. It just does. And it's loud and often ugly. That's not how me and my husband conduct ourselves, but that's the reality. And so even sending Christmas cards, I felt like this seems fake. This seems fake. And my husband and I had a great discussion and I felt like, you know, I'm not going to live in shame. I'm not. There are beautiful moments. There's not beautiful, but just to experience that and give it to, you know, that serenity prayer is something that I don't know specifically what Christmas day will be like, but there will be walks and, uh, presents and, uh, you know, eggs, you know, uh, eggs and coffee for sure. Nice. For sure eggs and coffee. One of the things you mentioned and touched on, I think is something which makes uh, the holidays difficult for all of us, uh, alcoholics and non-alcoholics alike is the, the comparison comparing our families, our experiences, and ourselves to other people. And uh, that's just not a road that we can walk down, especially as recovered uh, alcoholics. We need to celebrate who we are today and now. Um, and another thing is not getting worked up for the day that's coming, because guess what, mm. that's tomorrow and we're living in today. So mm -hmm. let us all try to remember to live in today. So. Thank you for sharing your stories with us Thank and you, Catherine. your thoughts oh, from Arizona. Such respect for you both. So uh, yeah. Le I, Lisa, I always love hearing you in meetings. You're a gem to Thank me. You. So, Thanks. And I'm hooking her on to all these other podcasts too. She's real, yeah. real high tower lately. She's oh all my God. You're hooking now, Lisa? That's <laughs> well, you new. Know, some things never change. Well, it's not hard to hook an alcoholic. <laughs> oh. obsessive. I need to hear every Earl Hightower possible. And then his sponsor. And then his sponsors, you know, just like, okay, yeah. whatever. I told you my sponsor tricked me for years, all these great gems he was throwing at me. And then I found out he stole every single one from Earl. Like a plagiarist. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so we have two people back in the room who we had a little bit of trouble with in the beginning with the connection. Um, so I just wanted to welcome, uh, Christine, you've been patient too. So I just wanted to ask you to unmute. If you wanted to tell us, what's your favorite holiday song? How long have you been sober? Oh, we're not there yet. No, we did that already. She did tell us how yes. long we're sober. Six oh, months tomorrow. Six months tomorrow. Oh yeah. Yes. the 23rd. What's my favorite holiday song? Let's see, probably, what is it, Emma? Last Christmas, yes, Last Christmas. That's a great one. Is, uh, yes, I love all holiday, holiday songs, but yeah. I can't sing a lick, but I love all holiday songs. It gets me in the mood. But I, Catherine said with Chinese food, I'm like, oh yes, we're going to the uh, Japanese food, hibachi food, uh, Christmas Eve night. Uh, for our family dinner. I'm like, I'm so excited now. I'm like, it just reminded me of that, so. All right. Well, I feel like, is there anything else you wanted to add from last time? Because I felt like you were the first person in here and we were still mm -hmm. trying to figure out our way. But we've asked people about the sober tips 
you were saying this is your first one. So mm -hmm. I wanted to give you a couple more sober tips. Um, mm -hmm. One was to line up extra AA activities, which we've talked about. Mm -hmm. You also mentioned the, uh, the Zoo Alcathon for us. Uh, and we talked about being a volunteer. That's a great sober tip. Mm -hmm. um, here's one that I have done many years um, and I love it. And um, because of COVID, I can't do it this year but I have been a host to AA friends with no home. And um, so a place people who don't have family relationships anymore um, and they have no place to go to celebrate the holidays. I love having an AA holiday potluck. I have a party room, I live in a condo. So, you know, it holds about maybe 20, 25 people. So I call up a bunch of ladies from AA and ask them if they want to bring a potluck dish and we all get together and we have a potluck and we have a meeting. And um, this is where I introduce to a lot of people the God Box, Julie, where you have your mm -hmm. little box, a little decorative box. I do have a little box, thank you. <laughs> all right, keep it clean, it's a family show today. <laughs> um, and you put in your fears and your worries into this little box and give it to God. That's a, a physical way of how I learned to give it away to God. Um, if you have to go to a drinking party, um, remember to take your phone numbers with you. Oh, and another thing is I always have an exit plan uh, when I go to a holiday party. And that's, uh, you know, I have an, uh, another event planned afterwards. So I can't stay that late. And uh, here's another tip. Um, not everyone's going to notice when you leave. So you don't have to go around to the entire room and say goodbye. I can't tell you how many times I tried to do that. And then you get stuck with drunk Harry, who's into his sixth scotch and he can't shut up. And he you're trying to, kiss to be you polite. On the lips. <laughs> and so, you know, I've just learned to grab my coat, grab the host, because that's the person who I need to thank and then slip out quietly. So those are some tips, hopefully, that will help you this year. Tip. All right. Any other any other thoughts on that, Christine? You're good. I'm good. I Thank just wanted to have you back in the room. It feels like I'm Thank seeing you. all my my favorite faces here. And now we're going to go to Deanna, who was here in the car with us She's earlier, back. but had a terrible connection. <laughs> Yay! So Julie, go ahead. So I'm Deanna, talking. how long have you been sober? And what are some of your tips for getting through the holidays as someone in recovery? And then at the end, what is your favorite Christmas song? Um, two years sober at the beginning of December. Um, I have learned to that I don't have to stay with family when they are a trigger to me. Um, so I have an exit plan, as Lisa said, like I tell my husband. Oh, Deanna, we're having trouble. I'm, I'm going to try to shut off your video, but you can still talk. Okay, well, we lost Deanna. I told her we're back, but I'm not sure about her connection. So okay. why don't we move on to Flo? All right, Flo's in the room. Um, yes. So I'm so sorry, there's the, definitely gonna be some interruptions throughout our holiday meeting um, because I've had technical difficulties and my computer shut down and uh, in the middle of our recording and we lost one of our beautiful guests, Deanna. So Deanna, thank you for trying to join us twice and uh, happy holidays to you. You know, this is the beauty of sobriety though because if I was not sober in the middle of what just happened, the old me would have left all of you here and I'd be drunk by now. 
and I would not care about continuing to record. So Flo, welcome to the show, Two Sober Chicks, and thank you for joining us today. Um, we've had a lovely chat with all of our guests. We have more waiting, and I can't hear, uh, can't wait to hear what you have to say about staying sober today. Thank you. Well, how I got into the 12-step program um, was basically uh, from a friend of mine. He, um, we had reconnected after 30 years um, and uh, I had divorced my, my ex-husband um, who, who was an alcoholic. He was actually a cross addict. So, sorry, my, my cat just likes to be part of the meeting. I just kind of have to show around. Um, he was a cross addict and, and I, I didn't drink, um, but I thought I could fix him. Um, and I didn't understand his addiction. I didn't understand his compulsion and how he had to hide it. And for, I guess we were together for 25 years and the last 10 years of our marriage, it was complete misery. Um, and I kept hiding it. And so after me hiding this, I just came home one day after a business trip, I sat in my garage and I couldn't do it anymore. So I made the decision to leave him. So after six years of me working on myself, working on my boys, getting grounded, I met up with my friend. He's like, there's still something missing with you. I get that you're, you're happy, but there's something missing. And then he introduced me to the 12 step program and I fell in love with it. I can't even tell you how much it, it filled that void. It filled that hole that I thought was complete, but it wasn't. And just by doing the 12 step program, it not only helps me with my family life, with my boys, it helped me with every day in life, with everything, with all the crap that gets thrown at me, with being a single mom and, you know, with their dad totally stepping back out of our life and with everything that I had to go through with the divorce, because I, I don't know how much family law you guys may not know, but even though I have sole custody of my kids, I still have to pay their dad spousal support. And he doesn't even see their kids. And it just blows my mind that the family court does this to me. And I, and I just, I'm just blown away. And, but I didn't let it get to me because with this 12 step program, it allowed me to say, you know what? It is what it is. And I just dealt with it. And then I even learned to forgive him for all the crap he did with me. And when I see everything that I've done through the program, I also see how it made changes in my life and changes in my boy's life. Uh, my boys went from 60s to 50s, almost failing. My older son is now an honor roll. He got accepted to all the programs, he all the, all the universities that he applied to and within five days of, and I was like, are you kidding me? Within five days. Cause I told him, I said, oh, you won't hear back until January. He goes, mommy, I already got accepted. I'm like, really? So every six months he was getting honor roll letters. He's like, mommy, I got another letter. And I'm like, okay, what is this from the school? It was an honor roll letter. So I think from me working on myself, it was like almost like osmosis. It kind of triggered onto them. Well I, and, well, I love what you're saying because you're coming at this aspect of recovery from a different perspective than most of the people in this room, which is you're coming from from an Al-Anon, is that right? 
Well, yeah, but I also need to understand that, you know, he's still their dad. Like he yeah, may yeah. never get well, but I still have to accept that he's still a part of their life. Yeah. And, yeah. and this disease, my boys can maybe get it one day. Mm -hmm. So I have to have a very good understanding of it and, yeah, and yeah. accept intolerance of it because it's almost like cancer. Would I hate him if he had cancer? No. And for me to, to get happy, to have peace in my life, I need to have love and tolerance for him. Yeah. There's sometimes when I sit in the Al-Anon rooms, and, and I don't mean this as a really disrespectful way, I can hear a lot of complaining and poor me. And, and that drives me absolutely batty because the program is not built about you trying to fix the other person. It's about you fixing yourself. That's, and that's what I absolutely love about it. Yeah, that's it's a really good testimony to how the 12-step program doesn't have to be for someone that can't stop drinking or can't stop doing drugs or is addicted to sex or whatever. It is an amazing, holistic, all-encompassing program, especially good for people that are in relationships with loved ones that do have addictions. Like yeah. you can practice the 12 steps as a person who has a loved one who is in the thick of addiction. And that's amazing. That's an, we don't often have people on our podcast that are of the Al-Anon ilk that right. get to speak into that. So I totally great. forgot. Julie told me you were from Al-Anon and I totally forgot that. So <laughs> we've been asking everybody what's their sober date and what tips do they use to yeah. uh, stay sober during the holidays and you're coming at it from a different perspective. So you might have a good tip for the other people who are dealing yeah. with people like us. Um, how do you stay sober during the holidays while learning not to manage other people? Well, it's so funny because people always ask me when I they say, oh, do you drink? Me, I physically have an allergy to it. My mother is of Asian descent. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of Asian people, they don't have an enzyme that allows them to break down alcohol. Mm -hmm. I, I physically break out in hives and I and my, my throat closes up and I get anaphylactic. So physically, I'm allergic to alcohol. Flo, so I have an allergy. I have an allergy to alcohol too. What happens is I want more. I put the first drink in, my throat opens up like I'm a gator and I'm going to swallow a giant human being who is carrying a barrel of alcohol. So I all I get my ex-husband. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, continue. But I, and that's what I love about the program and whether it be, you know, CA, AA, like they all follow the same principles, right? It's not about fixing the other person, but it's about fixing yourself. Mm. It's about finding yourself in serenity and how mm. to live today in peace and harmony. And every day I wake up and I say my prayers and I give gratitude that I have what I have. I don't say poor me. Uh, and I look at all the experience I have, and there was some shitty stuff, but I look at it as, what did I learn from it? And I don't want to repeat them again, but yeah. what did I learn from it? That's so good, and, Flo. You know what I mean? And every day when I talk to my boys, I don't, I don't tell them what a shitty dad there was. I'm sure they already know what a shitty dad they have because he's not in their life. But I tell him, if he ever comes around, listen to him. Just listen to him. Because maybe one day he may get help. Maybe yeah. one day he may have, you know, 
want to be in your life. Yeah. But that's not for us to manage. It's not for us to make him see that he has to do that. Yeah. It's, there's always a suffering human being inside the life and the appearance of an addict that's out of control. And that like you've learned an L on, it's not that we make excuses for them. It's that we have an understanding of what we're looking at. And I know that we can always pray and there's always hope for the still suffering addict. Yeah. And I love that you came and shared your um, experience, strength and hope with us. I think it was really important. So we do have to ask you the question we've asked everyone else or else it wouldn't be fair, but what is your favorite holiday song? Oh my gosh. The Mariah Carey song. All I want for Christmas is you. That one? Yes. Yes. It's an oldie, but oh my God, you, you, you can't help. But as soon as you hear it on the radio, you have to turn it all the way up. (laughs) Yep. And it like, you start to move even if you don't want to. Yeah, exactly. That's probably my top 10 for sure. Does anyone have a copy of Little Drummer Boy? Because I know that Lenny's going to want to hear that. <laughs> we have Lenny in the room and he's shaking his head at us. Uh, thanks for joining us, Flo. We appreciate your Al-Anon perspective. You have a great day. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. You, you can Bye. hang out if you want. We're you just going to move on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Lenny, I've asked you to unmute. <laughs> it's funny. As soon as she said the song, I saw you like, pop. No, because, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, it's not AA, man. This is like podcast. I'm not going to go there. I told you the next time I hear it, I'm ready to choke the little drummer boy and his whole crew, okay? I'm ready to go out there and take the little animated characters and choke them, choke them, choke them. All right. (laughs) We have a Grinch or an Ebenezer. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Grinch, Ebenezer. I'm looking for it right here. Go ahead. Ask him some questions, Julie. Okay, Lenny. How long have you been sober? And what is a tip that you have for getting through the holidays as a person in recovery? I've been sober 36 and a half years. My tip is don't go over to the family's house. (laughs) (laughs) So after listening to Flo, she just blew up everything. She just blew the whole thing up. I was amazed in listening to her approach, her attitude. Um, I applaud that. You know, I applaud that. And, and uh, yeah, 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 you know, you know, I mean, some of y'all heard me said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not coming over. You, you don't want to say hello to Johnny? No, I don't like Johnny. Why should I come over, be with the people I do not like, and I got to sit there and act like I'm comfortable with these people because they're family. So for me, and I remember the first year I did it with my family, everybody looked at me like I was an oddity. Like I didn't fit because I wasn't partaking in activities that they were. So uh, no, no, and now I have choices, so I'm not going next. So your so your approach then is your sobriety is more important than what your family or friends or anybody may think of you. In order to protect your recovery, you protect the physical environment that you're going to place yourself in. Is that right? I never looked at it like that, but yeah, yeah. You know, it's okay just, to say no. No, no. I don't have any problem saying no at all. To Christmas parties, to the family situations, you know. I'm looking forward to, oh, my favorite song is, is Charlie Brown's, uh, that's me. That I can live with that one. That's about the only one, you know, so. so. That's a good one. That's in yeah. my top 10 too. Yeah, yeah, Charlie Brown, you know, so, so, but, um. No, nah, no, nah, I'm looking forward to the holidays. I'm going to watch Netflix the entire day. 
okay? Get some Chinese food, maybe. Uh, no phone calls. I don't want nobody calling me. Everybody but knows me. Knows. No, no. I take it back. I asked Sandra to call me. Okay, all right. What about me? Am I allowed? No, no. Your day no. is Friday. Your day is Friday. <laughs> no, your day is Friday. All right, I'll talk to you on Christmas Eve, Scrooge. Oh, I see. Is Christine here? Oh, my God. I forgot she's here. Okay. Christine's here. Catherine's here. All of your secrets are coming out. You got too many ladies you got to juggle now. Oh, God. I'd like to go to resentment chips. <laughs> yeah. I think the group, uh, the zoo, invented a thing for Lenny called the resentment chip. <laughs> Is that a real thing? I beg your pardon? Is that a real thing, a resentment chip, or is it just something in your group? In the zoo, it's a real thing, yes. Yes, it's a How real do, thing. But I people mean, actually say they need one, or other people I do. tell I them do. they yeah, need yeah, one? Yeah, I do. I do, yes. He does. Okay. I mean, in fact, I, I got one for Christine two days ago, and then she checked me, so I had to give it back. I had to get humble. And I'm not, that's not really, but she was deserving of it. And so I had to give her her props and give it back. Yeah. And uh, the the resentment ship, we are we tell people to read page five five two. I'm not reading want, nothing. I'm not they, reading. Nothing. I read. It. I read. It. If I've they want to learn long, how to get over I've their resentment, been, I've been here long enough to read it a couple of times. Right? Yeah. So so, I'll keep coming. But now there was something else. Oh, Flo kicked up a lot of stuff, man. So I'm like, oh God, I did some mess and stuff. So uh, I think I I know I told Sandra and Kathy. So I went away for a while. No, I went last week, two weeks ago, to go get something 300 miles away or something. I came back, and I was served in the mail with divorce papers. Can you believe that? My wife served me papers. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm relieved. <laughs> OK. Yeah. I mean, I was a little upset because they cost lawyer's fees. Well, I know what I'm talking about, lawyer's fees. And, and it, it's really odd. It's really odd. I can't explain it. This is starting to backfire on her. And so I heard I heard flow loud and clear. You know, uh, it's starting to backfire. I had some concerns, but the concerns have been addressed without my intervention. Mm -hmm. Things are going the natural course without my intervention. Some of it had to do with finances. My biggie was, are you coming from my apartment? Because I live in a co-op. I don't want to give up my co-op. So I'm told she can't get it. I don't care. I'm good. Whatever else she wants, we can discuss. So thank you, Flo, for your spin. I, you know, I ain't got no kids. There's no kids involved in this. Because I don't like kids anyway. So that works out real. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I don't like them. I don't like kids. I don't like animals. Next. <laughs> Everybody hold up their dogs and their cats right now. When we're done with Lenny, we want Lenny to exit the room. <laughs> I'm just going to jingle Mabel in front of the camera. Then nah, I, but I now know why I've taken that position with, 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 the, with, the, with the dogs and the animals. I once had one, and I think it was multiple years ago, and he died, and I cried like a baby. Mm -hmm. And I said, I never again wanted to get emotionally involved with a pet. You know, I'm talking over 60 years ago this happened. You know, so I just, I just never wanted to go back there. You know, I was, and I was locked up. It happened while I was in, in prison. 
And then I had images of my mom walking the dog. And, ah, just sad, sad, sad. Yeah. So that, that's my experience. Kids, they love me. I tell them I don't like them. And they continue to kick <laughs> me, hit me, call me names, you know, get behind me and hit me on the butt. You know, all kind of nonsense, man. So I don't, I don't that's what we do in the zoo rooms too. We get all kinds of reaction out of Lenny. It's oh, great. No, no, it's great. No, no, no. So Lenny, your tip is don't go be with family, but what about those people who have to go and be with family? Well, Flo is here, so I'll, no, 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 no. Don't drink. If you're an alcoholic or you're in a program of recovery regarding alcohol or other substances, don't drink. Yeah. Because yeah. because Sandra is special to me, I told her to call. Anybody can call me before they pick up the drink. Don't call me after because it's you. So I tell anybody, I don't care what's going you always have you can always leave. You got choices. You can yeah. leave and don't even have to explain or tell people why you're leaving. Excuse me, I'm going to the bathroom. Bye. Go on. That's Jump right. In the cab, car out. Put nothing in front of your sobriety and you will always remain sober, I think is the message I'm hearing here. Like oh, yeah. sobriety yeah. comes first above oh, yeah. all else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, I've had practice. That's all I'm saying. I've had practice. So, and people that know me know I don't drink, so I don't have to explain anything anymore. And there's only one or two alive that remember the behavior before I got here. Very few. They, they all died, huh? Lenny, what did you do in the early years, in the early years of recovery, when people were offering you substances, alcohol, and saying, come on, man, it's Christmas time. Like, do it. Just, it's just one drink. You know, the people who you might've uh, hung around that didn't understand that you're an alcoholic and cannot drink. You know, there's there, those people in our lives still, especially in early recovery. What well, just what you said, my sponsor, let me say this, I can drink. As mm -hmm. I was told, mm -hmm. but I have choices. I choose not to drink. That's my choice. So in earlier recovery, because I always had to pass the block where the corner was my home group, right in front of the liquor store, mm -hmm. you know, and the same people that were, you know, that I was out there with were on this corner. And yes, they presented a, a drink or a joint or whatever it was else I like to do. And uh, it became annoying. And so when I spoke to my sponsor, because it was right next to the bus stop I used to get off, he told me, get off at the next stop. <laughs> Man, the wisdom, the, wisdom that, the wisdom that these people have, get off at the next stop, no liquor store, it, it, it was great. Now, a lot of those folks are no longer here. You know, the one or two that may still be breathing, they catch me. Pop, can, can, can I get X amount? Sure, I give it to them. I'm not enabling them, but I know where they're at. And it's not going to interfere with me being so. You mean money? They, you give them money? Yeah, yeah, because I was taught to do that earlier, by the way. Mm -hmm. You keep X amount in your pocket for the sick and suffering, the, the, the homeless, whatever. I, I'm so full of gifts that a dollar two, five, ten does not hurt me or my sobriety. 
We always have choices. I love that. That's my favorite thing that you've ever said. And I think a lot of us confuse feelings with commands. Like we're so, we think we need to drink and it's not our, it's not the drink that, or the drug that's gonna kill us. It's the feeling. It's not the feelings about the drink or the drug that's gonna kill us. It's the drinking or the drugging that's gonna kill us. And so I think keeping that in mind is like, oh, I have a choice. I can leave, I can lie, I can do this, I can do that. I don't have to be here right now is really important because I know I, we can all feel backed into a corner. Like a tray of champagne comes by and feel backed into a corner. You don't want to be rude and you don't know what to do. You have a choice. No, thank you. Pick it up and put it down on the table. Do whatever you have to do. But I think that's an important message for sure. Well, I think that was a good, important message. Do we have anyone else, Lisa, or did Lenny just like transition us into a good space? I think we've spoken to everybody that's still in the room. Okay. Yeah, I think everybody's had a chance to share. I think Lenny um, was the perfect end guest. For way to end it. The the one thing I was going to say was about um, don't confuse fun um, with like real fun. Because when I first came into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, I thought that what I had been having was fun because I am I was a delusional alcoholic. You know, I was having the illusion of fun, which is sold to me. You know, billboards, TV, ads, everywhere. The illusion of liquor equals good times and mm -hmm. fun. And it was mm -hmm. an illusion. And I kept that delusion alive in my life. So I started to look back honestly in sobriety on the good times I had on New Year's Eve and Christmas. And I look back on all the Christmases I had with my family where I was given gifts like a bottle of scotch and then that, that scotch never left their house because I finished it while I was there in order to be able to cope with the family situations I had going on at the time. Um, New Year's Eve, I can remember many New Year's Eve parties or parts of them, not all of them. And when I look back on them, I now think, how sad was that? Going to a house full of people and I'm in the basement doing all kinds of things, alcohol, that's where you got to smoke down in the basement and doing all kinds of other things besides alcohol. And most of the time I was by myself until somebody else came down those stairs. So that was my idea of fun was I couldn't be around other people without substances. And even while I was doing those substances, oftentimes I was alone having a party for one. Yeah. Um, so don't delude yourself that you can't have fun or that you will never have fun again without the use of alcohol or some other outside substance. Uh, you it, will, and it will be better, and you will actually remember it. It and, will. It takes some reprogramming because we're all faced with commercials and billboards for like this alcoholic drink and that one, and that's integral to the fun. I, I like to think of like what I used to think of fun in my addiction. Now I think of in recovery as fucked up nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've had to reframe it. And it was hard at first, but like we already heard on this podcast, we get to recreate what that is for us. At any time we want to, starting right now, we can recreate what fun is. And it might be a little tricky at first, but then you get into it and you create your new um, traditions. But that alcoholic part of you will always remind you or romanticize with you how much fun it used to be. But all you got to do is play that tape forward and be like, where did I end up that New Year's Eve? Mm -hmm. Where did I end up that Christmas? Better oh, yet. Yeah, forgot where about my, that. Better yet. Where did my pants end up that, that New Year's? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where did my box go on that New Year's? Yes. <laughs> one, no, no. One second. 
I just need to say hello to Sarah Ann and Trish. I don't want, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't want you to think that this is some inclusive, exclusive thing. So I reached out to everybody else. I wanted to reach out to you guys. That's all. It's a, it's a thing. Next. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. Uh, well, Hi, I, it's a pleasure to meet you. Anyone else? Family. Shall we just wrap it up with our, our holiday party and thank all of our guests for coming? Uh, this is the kind of party where you don't need to sneak out the door. You know, we haven't forced liquor on you in any way. Uh, remember when someone um, offers you liquor this Christmas, you don't have to feel ashamed and you don't have to come up with any excuse. No thank you can suffice. Mm -hmm. uh, as I learned from somebody in AA, no is a complete sentence. Would you like something to drink? Nope. I love an awkward pause because it's or, not awkward for me. <laughs> you can always say no, but I'd love something to eat. And then the host will be completely distracted on getting you something else. Right. Or you can say, no, thank you. I'm allergic. Yes. Not, you're not going to get challenges with that one. Very few, you, you know, and if they push it and you feel you want to give them the respect, I'm allergic to alcohol. End the conversation. End the conversation. Don't well, stick there talking about you in AA and, you know, 12 steps and all that other shit. I, no, no. Forget it. No, thank you. I'm when they push it on me, Lenny, I say, do you want your, your partner in your bed tonight or in mine? Because no, no. When, when I I'm drink. Allergic. No, no. I'm allergic to see when I break out, I break out in handcuffs. It's, it's gonna, yeah, man, criminal activity. Criminal activities, damn it. So I'm, I'm good. <laughs> uh, anybody right. else want to jump in and say goodbye here? I don't know if I've unmuted you all or asked you all to unmute, but any parting wishes? Happy holidays to everyone. Everyone stay safe, stay sober. And I'm so blessed that I've been here on the podcast. Thanks a lot. I listen to you a lot. So thank you for asking me to be here. I'm so glad I could be here. And I wish everyone here uh, happy holidays. And thanks for all those valuable, valuable tips how to make it sober through the holidays. Thank thanks, you, Sandra. Sandra. Happy holidays to you too. Sarah, Ann, and Trish, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us on. Thank you so much for having us. This Lenny, you, I don't know if you were here for this. This is a mother and daughter sober team right here. I don't ask a lot of questions, baby. <laughs> No, 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 no. I stay in my lane, you know. I saw them. That's the fish. Next. <laughs> All right. Good policy. All right. Thanks All right. to everybody for joining us. Um, we hope that you have a safe and happy holiday season, as happy as it can be. And if it's not happy, then go to a meeting okay. and yeah. just help another alcoholic. Because um, yeah. we could all use uh, all use your your um, your ass in a seat at a meeting. So contribute that way. Thank you very much. And if your ass falls okay. off, you pick it up and take pick it to it a up, Take it to a meet. We hope you sew it back on. That's it. <laughs> that's some Lenny wisdom right there. Yeah, that's, that's what they told me. So you know, I'm passing it on. But everybody, be well, be safe, enjoy your holiday. And I suspect we'll cross paths again at some point. And I would look forward to it. All right? All right. I'll catch up to my crew in here later. All right. I told All one right. of them I'm not speaking to drunks today, and she told me she's not a drunk. So I respect that. <laughs> <laughs>
you always gonna get one. You know. <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining us. This has been Two Sober Chicks and many other sober chicks and Lenny today and our happy uh, sober podcast. Thanks for joining us. All the best. And uh, we'll talk to you in 2022.